Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, it's a Monday night, so it's all about your heroes and your villains from the weekend and sport, and there should be a heap of both to really sink our teeth into. This is Sporting Capital. Mickey Barlow is going to be here as well. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Sporting Capital. Great to have you on board. I hope you've had as good a day as you possibly can, however you've been putting it in, wherever you've been putting it in. It's great to have you with us now. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. However you're finding us, wherever you're finding us, right around the country on the SEN network. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the temper text line. Temper a mattress like no other. You can call me on the Harcourts open line. Your move, your Harcourts. Heroes and villains is what we do uh, on a Monday night. And uh, it, get your nominations in now. Let's crack in. And then a hero comes along With the strength to carry on And you cast your fears aside One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Time for a bit of fun. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your heroes and your villains from the weekend in sport. I've got the coaches' votes. I'll take you through those a little later on. Michael Barlow is going to join me, but um, this is just where we do the most simple thing. It's one of the oldest things in sport. There's always a hero. There's always a villain. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. I'm going to put a soundtrack to my heroes and villains tonight. Because I think this should be the new soundtrack to footy. Once again, once again, the words of the Little River Band and John Farnham are echoing through the minds of players and coaches.
Oh, is there a song that greater, that does a greater job of summing up where footy has got back to now than playing to win by Farnsey? Just look, let's read the lyrics. If you want me, come and get me. You don't have a chance if you don't move now. I'm not waiting any longer. You know I'm playing to win this time. When you make your move, I won't hesitate. If you take too long, you can be too late. This time I'm playing to win. Thankfully, the old idea of defending with ball in hand, chipping around from side to side, boring the living daylights out of everyone that comes to attend, that is not the status quo anymore. Coaches, players who have always wanted to, but we are finally playing to win again. And teams, even if they find themselves so far behind, they know that they can come back. When you make your move, I won't hesitate. If you take too long, you can be too late. Jordan, tell me that this isn't the most prophetic song that we could be playing about the current state of footy and, and, the, and, the, and the rounds that we and the matches that we got to see over the weekend. All those wasted years on my own, I was only emotion away. I got what I wanted for me. I didn't see what was not. I needed. I was a fool. Yes, you were a fool if you were playing a defensive style of game that put everybody to sleep and gave no chance for excitement. If you defended with ball in hand, if you're a side-to-side operator, you were a fool. Playing to win. That's what it's all about. Carlton, 41 points up. Hawthorne come back and almost steal it. What a game that was. Pies were 37 points up. Geelong come back and steal it. Tigers, 24 points up. Saints come back and steal it. Port, 23 points up. Adelaide come back and steal it. This is just great footy to watch. So my heroes are all the teams that are playing an offensively-minded brand of football. You and Farnsey and me and you listening, we are all on the same page. How good is footy again? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. So that's my first hero nomination straight off the bat. After that, those games over the weekend, there is no more apt song to sum up where footy is at than John Farnham playing to win. The moment we see any of that crab stuff going side to side again, we'll have to take Farnsey off the shelf um, and we'll play some elevator music instead because that was really what footy was in danger of becoming, elevator music. No heart, no soul, no substance, but we are back and isn't it great to see footy back in that manner? So that's my first hero nomination. I've got a ton more, but I can see that the phones are, are ringing. Um one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I'll get to your texts as well, your heroes and your villains from the weekend of sport. Mark is in Radelaide. G'day, Mark. Uh, g'day, young fella. Um, <laughs> right, we've got. Uh, there can only be one hero this weekend, and that's uh, young Dawson from the Crows. Don't you reckon? What a moment! Winning the game after the sale and uh, from a boundary. I mean, to kick a goal. That's every kid's dream, isn't it, Mark? I mean, you, when you kick in the footy around the backyard as a little tacker, that's what you're imagining, isn't it? No, oh, of course, yes. That that's a hero. Absolutely, um, and he villain? played a great game too. The last, isn't it funny that the last two showdown medals have been given to ex Sydney Swans? I'm just throwing that up there, but he was fantastic, Jordan Dawson for for the Crows. 
Good memory, young fellow. That's good. Um, <laughs> the uh, the villain is the umpire, in the, whichever it was, in the same game, uh, pinged Rochelle for uh, in the protected area after he called play on. Uh, that's not right. That, that's not how it works. Uh, if you no. remember, then yeah, which so gave which gave uh, both. Gave Boak the 50 for a shot on goal, and if he got up, that would have screwed the game. But uh, uh, so you, are you, I'll have to go back and have a look at that, Mark. Are you saying that the umpire had thrown his hands up with play on before Rochelle stepped into the area? As, yeah, there's numerous other people have got on air and commented about yeah. this, and I haven't actually watched it, but I've heard about it and yeah. numerous other talkbacks and. That is the case. I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to go and have a look at that, uh, and and have a, a, and assess that one for myself. But thanks for bringing it to my attention, Mark. I appreciate the call. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your heroes and your villains. Rowan's in Flemington. G'day, Ro. Good evening. How are you? I'm well, and you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Well, I'd start with a villain. Okay. Uh, Jack Ginnivan from Collingwood. Now, I don't mind the bloke getting mouthy. Yep. I don't mind the bloke dyeing your hair to look like an albino. Do you know what he looks like? I, I made this point in the call. Sorry to jump in, Ro, but I love a good no, look-alike. And he, and he does look like, and I'm not having a crack at young Jack. I, I actually played footy with his dad um, and his family, a lovely family. The um, He looks like Draco Malfoy from um, the Harry Potter movies, the first couple when he's got the, the bowl cut. <laughs> Because he's gone a bleach blonde bowl, and that's he looks very much like the kid from the Harry Potter movies. Anyway, you were saying, very so I interrupted. Similar. Yep. Yeah, so look, and I, you know, but if you're going to push a bloke like Joel Selwood off the ball, mm. then you'd want to back it up with better than a six possession game. Um, small forwards don't get a heap anyway. But I, I, I'm, I, I'm, it's funny, isn't it? Because I, people are saying he shouldn't do that. He hasn't earned the right and everything like that. If you've, if you've got the gumption to get in the face of Joel Selwood, fair play to you. I know I probably wouldn't, but you can't then complain about what might come back the other way. No. no I, I didn't, as I long as no it's all street legal, of course. Yes. And look, if you get 25 position, possessions and kicks four, hats off. Yep. But when you're struggling for your spot and you get uh, kick one and get six possessions, no good. But hero, Joel Selwood. I, mean, that, I know he didn't have the best game of all time, made a couple of blues, but his... Last quarter, when he just head down, yeah. tail up, and burrowed in, so that's why he's been a terrific captain. And um, I know all the complaints about he's ducking the head, but uh, I tell you what, he puts himself in positions that a lot of players uh, don't. So um, it was a terrific, uh, terrific game by him. He wasn't having a great night at the office, and he'd be the first to admit that he got run down from behind, and that set up that that goal. That was a great chase down from Oliver Henry. And then the backup, the, the, the consecutive, or the free kick that got awarded after it, which meant they got consecutive goals at that point. And Collingwood were absolutely flying. But you're 100% right. When the game, when they got themselves back into that game, they did so off a lot of his grunt work. And there was a crucial moment that you remember, Rowan, uh, at right half forward where he won, basically just ripped the footy out of the Collingwood player's hand, was able to get through a tackle, get the ball on forward. And that's what gave them the go-ahead goal. He won... Uh, a contested ball that put them inside forward 50. They got the go-ahead goal and, and they hung on. So you're 100% right. When the game was there to be won, he stepped up in a, in a major way. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Heroes and villains, 
uh, on a Monday night. Muzz is in Geelong, our very good friend. Hello, Muzz. Hello. My heroes are um, Jacob Wittering and Sam Doherty that won us the game uh, yesterday. Um, That's a great nomination. You know, Doherty Doherty played a brilliant game the second week in a row. I think he got 30 possessions or close to it. Wittering Wittering for going back and taking the mark against um, your bloke that would have ran in and kicked an easy goal. Yes, yes. Um, You know, um, and my villain is Trout, Mr. Richmond, Trout. (laughs) I'm sick of him ringing up and saying, oh, the lower clubs like Carlton, isn't it great they're winning? Well, Trout, for starters. Carlton have got more flags than you. I've seen Carlton win more flags in my lifetime than Richmond. That's number one. Number two, last year you ended up 12. You're not even in the eight after three games. So stop hanging it on Carlton. And how about you take a bit of your own medicine and shut up? There we go. Fighting words from Muzz. He gets gets up my nostrils when he rings up and sarcastically says, I think, oh, the lower club, Carlton. Mother, I think that's his intention, is to is to ruffle feathers. Yeah, well, you, you, my, intention, my intention, you don't throw stones at glass houses if you can't, or don't don't throw the bathwater out with the baby. Yeah, people in glass so houses. I'm, is that the one you're looking for, people in glass houses? Yeah, and also, um, you would have been disappointed us beating you and, and poor Dial's team getting beat by Geelong, wouldn't you? Well, not the happiest of households at the moment. Mars, a beautiful Evie uh, was very happy with how things were placed at three quarter time at the MCG on Saturday night. It must be said. And then just to rub a bit of salt in the wound, I didn't realize we weren't getting off air until an hour after we'd finished the game. And so she had to stand outside in the rain, 24 weeks oh. pregnant, waiting for me to finish up on air. So she was none well, too pleased by the time I got I out of work. Can I tell you my funny story? Yeah. I'm holding both my hands nervous about the football and I'm swearing and my seven and a half year old Labrador had had enough of it. So he took himself to the bedroom and um, (laughs) went to sleep. He'd had enough of me yelling and swearing. So, you know, um, he he just took himself off to the bedroom. I went to the toilet, which is near there. And I went, Oh, you're in bed. And he came out after I'd stopped ranting and I forgot. I had one more, um, a good one, and that was the ladies' cricket. And SEN yesterday gave us from the first ball to the presentation on um, SEN New Zealand, which if you've got a digital radio... Yeah, on the app. You can get it on the app too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, it was brilliant, and I thank you. Uh, brilliant. Thank you, awesome. Muzz. Yeah, 100%. Uh, phenomenal performance. Uh, this is a the, what happened with the Aussie women's cricketers, and we've been debating, you know, where they stand as one of the greatest Australian sporting teams of all time. Their record over the last 10 years is undeniable. They've lost very little um, over the decade. And uh, this is a great example for any other sport that's looking, well, how do we, what do we need to do to bring women's sport along? Just go all in. That's what cricket did. We, we will make you professional. We'll pay you well. And these are the results you get. It's the proof is there now. You've got, You've got the, the, the blueprint. It's It's been done. It's right there. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Dave's in Richmond. Uh, heroes and villains. Dave, what have you got for me? Oh, I'm being very scathing. I've got Marlon Pickett and then Shea Bowles and giving away silly 50-metre penalties um, to turn in the tide of the game. And, in fact, the whole midfield. 
after about halfway through the third quarter. It's, it's really, really frustrating to watch this. And I can, uh, when I listen to the post-match of Damien Harwick, I'm like, yes, why are these boys doing this? Why do they switch off? Why is this undisciplined play coming through? We yeah. just need our best players back on the field. Yeah, and, and, and those are, Dave, That you're 100% right, those 50s are killers. That They are. And the sides that are just... And this has been a little issue disciplinary rise with Richmond for, well, it certainly was last year and maybe even if you track it back a, a little further than that, but it certainly was something that uh, brought them unstuck a couple of times last year and it has in the early parts of this year as well. Um, it's, a, it's a good nomination, Dave. I, I'm, I have a lot of respect for someone who villain nominates their own club, but does it not in a way that, you know how you sit at the footy, JK, sometimes with the person that spends from the first sign to the last, just, just ripping their club to shreds. You ever sat next to the footy next to someone who does that? Jeez, you walk away feeling really down. It's it's not an uplifting experience to sit with someone who spends four quarters just running their team into the ground. Um, but that was nicely handled from Dave. I appreciate it. Uh, Joe in Roeville. G'day, Joe. Hawthorne man, how are you feeling? Yeah, not too bad, Sammy. Thanks. Um, how are you feeling? Oh, I was just, uh, look, I wasn't happy to concede seven goals to one in the first quarter and I wasn't able to watch the game. So I've only been able to go see highlights because I was uh, doing the UBC, the Lawn Bowls uh, on KO, back tomorrow afternoon from 2pm, by the way. Um, I wasn't able to watch the full game, but I was getting updates uh, from the beautiful Evie and uh, I was very proud of the fight back. Yeah, well, so was I actually, because I mean, 41 points down, young team, very easy to sort of throw the towel in and sort of give up. But you know what, Sammy, they never, they never gave up. And if it wasn't really for that first quarter, we probably would have won the game. I mean, if, if that was a five goal to one first uh, quarter, we would have won. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, like I said, I spoke to you on Saturday with Pickers. Remember I said to you on off the bench, yeah. as long as Pickers keeps tipping our... Against Hawthorne, we're always a chance. And you know what? It almost came through, huh? Almost. It, you, you are right. It's a track record that we need to keep going. So I'll remind him of that on Saturday or on Thursday and say, do not tip us, please. Uh, well done. <laughs> well done, Joey. Good to speak to you. No worries, Sammy. You take care. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I've got a few more, but I but my main hero nomination was just to the game itself. I, I, was, it, well, I was watching things over the weekend... It, I just had the words of John Farnham playing to win just echoing in my head. It was just fantastic to watch the real swings in the game. Like, you're never out of it. Teams are just not out of it now. 666 has done a lot of good for the game. But so too have coaches now who are slowly but surely bringing their teams around to play a style of footy that is... is is about trying to win. I mean, people will laugh at that and say, they're always trying to win. Yeah, but we've spent a lot of years with coaches trying not to lose, more so. I think that it crept into the game. Coaches putting a lot of effort and time into playing a game style of just trying to not lose rather than to go out and out and win. Just to go chips in, all in, if you make mistakes. And we're seeing that the proofs in the pudding, the teams that have been winning premierships over the last four or five years are teams that live in chaos. Richmond did it. Three premierships living in chaos. Yeah, they'll turn the ball over, but they'll make you turn it over and then they'll make you pay when they do it. Melbourne have done that. And now a lot of teams are trying to replicate that in their own way. It's, uh, it's so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 You're listening to The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN.
Uh, it's my nomination of the theme song to this season because that's what teams are finally doing again. They're not waiting around for another chance. As Farney said, they make up their mind, they make their play, and they are playing to win this time. It is great to see. That's my hero nomination this week. I've got a few more, but the hero nomination is the game itself. It is as fun to watch uh, as I can remember it being in such a long time. And um, when teams are playing to win, as you heard Jared Waitley uh, talking about it um, this afternoon, uh, you heard David King speaking about it this afternoon, that you can come back into games now by the way that it's being played. Um, just quickly, I didn't realise we had a hard time out here. Uh, Tony Janice Bentley with a Hero and a Villain nomination. G'day, Tone. G'day, Sam. I'd like to nominate a villain from last night. Yeah. At the Marvel Stadium, it's Mr. Damien Hardwick. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't get out of the ground for about 15 minutes after the siren blew because security block off a cordon for the coach to walk down to the uh, ground and go to the change rooms. And we were there with about 1,500 people just waiting at least 15 minutes. Cause I hey, Tone, train and Tone just time. stay right there. Stay right there. It's, it's making me hit this ad break now. I'll come straight back to you. Hold on. We'll talk more. You're listening to The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, welcome back to The Sporting Capital. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 Heroes and Villains, we do on a Monday night. So get your nominations in. Michael Barlow is going to join us in a moment. He'll have a couple of nominations as well. And we'll just talk about another cracking round of footy. Uh, the coaches' votes are out. We'll go through those. For Collingwood fans, uh, Nick Dacos is the round three NAB Rising Star nominee. His first goal uh, in AFL footy was a real pleasure. It was just a, a wonderful moment to be there for and to see Peter up in the stands the night before it was Tex Wanganine's turn and Gavin in the stands was a beautiful moment. And a hero nomination too for the uh, the Collingwood footy side. You've just lost a heartbreaker, 37 points up uh, late in the third quarter and still with the generosity and the sportsmanship to put a guard of honour up for Joel Selwood after he broke the record of the most uh, ever games as VFL, AFL captain. So I thought that's worthy of a, of a hero nomination and well done to Scotty Pendlebury and, and the rest uh, of the Collingwood Footy Club. Um, Tony was uh, on the phone with us from East Bentley. We were rudely interrupted, um, but uh, Tony's been good enough to stick around. So, Tony, your, your villain nomination is Damien Hardwick because they roped off a section of the of the of the grandstand for him to get to the rooms. Just explain this one to me again. Uh, normally, Sam, at the end of the match, they rope off from the coach's box to the uh, ground so the coach can come down. And normally that takes about four or five minutes before they take the barrier down and people can move freely to get out of the ground. Last night, Damien Hardwick took about 15 minutes to come to the stand and he casually walked down with no regard for about 1,500 of us trying to get out of the ground. We were all tightly bunched up in this COVID era. A lot of people didn't have masks. The security was hopeless. Could you not go the other uh, way? Am I, am I not? I'm, no, I'm you not... can't. You can't because it's roped off. There's one where we were sitting. There's one way out. This is at Marvel. And we were trapped in the seats. We were trapped in the seats. We couldn't get out. And it was at least 15 minutes because I missed my train. 
And when I got to the station, the next one was there, which is a 20-minute interval. It only took three minutes. And it was just so inconsiderate, given his comments today, what he said about Sydney stack do you think he, the COVID do, situation. Do, just in fairness to, to Dimart, Tony, do you think he would know that, that's, that you guys couldn't get out? Yes, because this is about the 20th year that this has been occurring at Marvel Stadium. And at quarter time and half time, the coaches run down and nearly trip over trying to get to the ground. Mm-hmm. And he decided to have his coaching post-mortem in the box and held us all up. Oh. It was ridiculous and security were hopeless. And you wonder why people don't go to the football. That, see, I, do you know, I, I can absolutely understand why that has uh, peeved you off no end, Tony. And I, I'd be frustrated if I couldn't leave somewhere when I wanted to. Um, that seems quite strange that you couldn't go out the other way, that they wouldn't let you out the other way either. But what I would say to that, I, I would, to give him the benefit of the doubt, I don't think he would know that, that, that he's holding you all up. What I think that's a failure of is... The, the management at Marvel by not communicating. Well, hey, he's not coming out yet, so let's get them going. Uh, and then when he says he's ready to go, then we'll we'll clear the path. I, um, but maybe it is worthy of a reminder from the AFL to all clubs that when the game finishes, they have to leave straight away because we've roped off a section. I don't think he would have done that on purpose, Tony, if he had a known. Uh, he may not have, Sam, but yeah. I, I can't disagree with what you've just said. Mm. Uh, he he has been coaching for a long time. He's done many matches at Marvel. You know he doesn't like at Marvel, though. We know he doesn't like Marvel yes. Stadium no Hotel. He certainly made that very aware to us all last night. Oh, mate, I'm so sorry that's happened. I, I really am. I am going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he would never have done that intentionally. But that is poor management of a situation from the people there. Um, uh, there's a couple of people saying, though, Tony, that uh, they were sitting in the same section and um, there's an exit door. There was an exit, um, but maybe that wasn't communicated to you either. So we'll, well, hopefully that can be resolved. But there is a couple of texts coming through saying they were in the same section, but there was an exit door. So if that wasn't pointed out to you, then that's, that's not great either, mate. But thank you for ringing and sharing it with us. No worries. All the same in here. Cheers. All the best. Good on you, Tony. Uh, 1-300-736-736. Uh, we've got plenty more Heroes and Villains nominations to get through, uh, but let's get to uh, our very good friend, Michael Barlow, uh, AFL Nation commentator. Uh, he's the coach of the Werribee Football Club in the VFL. Um, he set the tone for what we now know as the mature age recruit. So he's a trailblazer in his own right. Mickey B, hello. Uh, set the tone, Sammy. Good to hear your voice. I'm walking the hallowed turf of Avalon Airport Oval. At the moment, we've just trained uh, ahead of a big match this Saturday night against Southport. So there's a quick plug for the VFL Great. and um, yeah, State League footy, which is back, which is good, which is exciting. Yeah, and uh, what's the record? You won the other night. I oh, know that Friday night. Mm. Last week you won. How'd you go this week? We decided to have the bye round two, Sam. There's Fair such enough. a big build-up nowadays to round one that <laughs> yes. the, coach needed, the coach needed to put the feet up and uh, just relax and enjoy some time in the commentary box with... Uh, Jordan Canales last night for, I reckon, one of the games of the past two or three years, St Kilda versus Richmond, in terms of scoring and entertainment. Isn't it amazing? I walked away from Collingwood Geelong saying, that's one of the best games 
of the year, if not the best game of the year. And then I'd forgotten all about the fact that the showdown was uh, decided <laughs> by kick out the siren. And then I didn't even get to see the Hawks come back from seven goals down or six goals down against Carlton. How good is footy going? You've got a couple of uh, hero and villain nominations for us. Well, I think just to, to back that up, it wasn't my nomination, but the heroes at the moment are the coaches in the way they're coaching and opening yeah. the game up. And Brett Ratton's role in what went on yesterday can't be underestimated because they they went down, I reckon, by by five goals nearly, or 25 points. Hugo Ralph Smith put uh, the Tigers out by 25, and you thought, oh, well, this is curtain. Uh, and, and St Kilda might try and just nullify here and... Um, limit the damage and, and maybe have a run at them late in the game. But it was more fire with fire. Like, it was more, let's go faster, let's handball more, let's overlap more, um, let's get it in quicker to, to our one-on-ones, of which Max King, you know, you throw him in the hero category, you can turn villain to hero very, very quickly in this game. He had an absolutely horrendous three quarters, and then he bobs up and, and kicks four in the last quarter. Could have clearly kicked uh, six or seven, I think, with the access he was getting to, to the football inside his forward 50. But, um, no, I really enjoyed it. So I love the way the game is being coached. Um, Craig McRae's come in and let the, well and truly let the let the shackles uh, free of Collingwood, and um, you know they're scoring really heavily and um, giving themselves every chance. And it was interesting, and just to tidy this one up, to hear Nathan Buckley this morning on on Brecky Radio. Yeah, he, he's such a class act. The way he handles everything, mm. it could be very bitter exiting a system and the team starting to go well. But you know, he, he just put it out there that Collingwood's best kind of 15 players are all now fit and healthy mm. and on the park. And now they're executing the game plan, of which you know, Nathan Buckley had some flaws in his, from my opinion. But um, yeah, that, their list, uh, I think we underestimated that at the start of the year, Collingwood's. Yeah, I was in the commentary box with Brenton Sanderson the other week and uh, just momentarily forgot that he was uh, to the right-hand side of Nathan Buckley. And I said, hey, Sando, uh, <laughs> peep, non-Collingwood fans would not have tuned in to watch a Collingwood game for the last few years, but the way they're playing now, you would actually come and watch them. You'd actually keep it on your TV mm. if you flicked over and saw the Pies playing. Jared Waitley had to point out that, have you forgotten who? Uh, <laughs> and we had a laugh and he did, he was great about it. He goes, no, they're, they're playing a really attractive brand and so yeah. many of the teams are. And I was saying that, that John Farnham's playing to win is the new soundtrack to this year because when you look at the lyrics, one, it's a belter, one of the all-time greats. Um, mm. But it says here, you don't have a chance if you don't move now. So you got to, that's about moving the ball. I'm not waiting any longer. You know I'm playing to win this time. Coaches are playing to win, not just playing not to lose. Yeah. Um, when you make your move, I won't hesitate. If you take too long, it can be too late. This time I'm playing to win. Don't wait around for another chance. Make your mind up. Make your play. You should be playing to win this time. And they all are. That's exactly right, yeah. And how important is centre bounce? And yesterday was one of the first games that I saw uh, for a long time where wingers off centre bounce, because the dominance was so much. If you got it out of there and went inside 50, you scored. And the wingers, instead of holding out and holding their wits, which teams have become accustomed to do over the past few years. That wing role is, you know, you, you react defensively or offensively on the outside. Mm. Marley and Pickett, um, you know, it was uh, Wangan and Malira for the Saints. They were tearing in to try and support the contest, which indicates that, you know, the coaches are like, well, we've got to get in there and win that and just put it forward. Yeah. Um, get numbers to the contest. So, yeah, some subtle little, um, subtle little things happening in the game, which is, which is great to, great to see and great to observe. And, um, yeah, loved 
all the footy across the weekend. And if you want me to, to jump into the villains, Sammy, yes, I please. can do that because obviously. So just over... just to know, your heroes first hero is coaches. Let's go with coaches. Yeah, yeah, let's in in particular um, Brett Ratton. I, I think St Kilda are probably one that. The, the watch is well and truly still on. We can over overreact to situations either yeah. positive or negative, negatively, um, you know, very quickly. But I love Brett Ratton. He's calm. He's cool. They love him, um, and he's sticking to his style. So, hats off, kudos. He played five bigs where you know in the start of the game, uh, in in the pregame, you know, shaking our head a little bit, thinking a fast deck at Marvel, mm. five bigs, the ball hits the deck, they're in real strife. So, um, the longer the game went, you know, that was telling. Uh, so the hero, let's go, with Brett Ratton. Yeah, and your that. villain? Well done. The villain, Lockie Murphy. Friday night, uh, Lockie Murphy. Will he play this week? Uh, I don't so know. He went down. So went down, Jordan so, Dawson close by. You know, I'll take the kick. Thank you very much. And Lockie Murphy was the recipient of the free kick, from my understanding. Um, so Port Adelaide fans and Port Adelaide people. Uh, begrudging the Adelaide Crows on the other side of town at the moment off the back of Jordan Dawson coming over from Sydney and getting the access to the shot after the siren because he's nearly the best kick in the comp. Mm. <laughs> so they've picked out... He's, he's nearly paid for... Oh, he hasn't paid for his contract uh, in one hit, but he's, he's paid oh, off... No, he, he has. Contract. In the fans' eyes, he absolutely has. <laughs> he is part of showdown folklore. He will be... He'll never have to pay for another drink when any pub he goes into in the city of Adelaide. People in Adelaide, tell me I'm wrong. If you're an Adelaide fan, is he well, automatically he an Adelaide hero? At the Mosley? I but think why, that's owned by but, Travis Spoke But why Lockie... Mur- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not there. But why, but why is Lockie Murphy, Murphy the villain? He got taken out by Sammy Mays. Yeah, because he should have had the free kick. He was not in any state to take it, though, Michael. No, I think... Oh, let's rewind the let's rewind the clock for ten twenty years ago. You'd make, be making Lockie and Lockie stand up and take your moment. So Lockie, to, to was the he, big moment did he get a concussion test? I'm going to get JK to check this. Did he get subbed out, well, Lockie Murphy? Oh, we can't. It was a siren. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I might have gone. If, might, hey, if I've gone overreaction style on on the uh, the villain, so be it. We can shift. Uh, we can give a, a a worthy nomination to our own at AFL Nation as well, uh, Kane Corns. Oh, here we go. Here we a go. weekly villain. Um, the weekly villain. And this uh, tit for tat he's got going with Jack uh, Ginnivan is something to behold. It's something you'd probably experience in the in the schoolyard, the year nine schoolyard. Well, Mickey B, David King has said uh, this morning with Jerry Whateley that he will be bringing this up with Kane on Friday and saying enough's enough. You, you, you're being too hard on him. Your, your beef is with the Collingwood Footy Club, not Jack Ginnivan. <laughs> it is very true, and I think. But, like, so, what Kane, do you think about it, though? What do you think about someone coming in? He's come off the rookie list. He's he's making the most of his opportunities. He's got a bit of flair about him. He's got a bit of uh, uh, gumption about him. Um, he's got a, uh, you know, he, he's 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 really he's got a bit of personality about the way he goes about it. Is this? We, we cry out for people to be themselves and yet we chop them down the moment that they are. What's what's the right and the wrong way with this? Are you old school thinking that just mind your P's yeah. and Q's, don't be uh, be seen and not heard and uh, be deferential, respectful, or be who you are if that's how you get the best out of yourself? Uh, yeah, my my take on this is it's got to be a little bit diplomatic because you're right. You love people coming and being themselves, expressing themselves and making the game watchable and making the game interesting. 
the behaviour at times, from my point of view, with the antagonistic stuff, you know, like our oh, um, hopes an opposition player into giving you a free kick, overreact about it. In my humble opinion, that that's what um, occurs. And then, you know, when the so is he the so is he the villain for antagonising, or is the player mm. the villain for falling for it? Ah, oh, it's it's such a hard uh, it is hard one to make because the rules are set that if you do something cheeky without the umpire's um, umpire seeing, and then the react reaction comes of which you, you, mm. you're seeking the reaction. I think that's a little bit juvenile when you are seeking a reaction and to be rolling on, rolling around on the ground, I think laughing, um, hysterically knowing that you're going to get marched <laughs> to the goal line and kick a goal. Yeah. Because the I other thing too, Mickey B, is that you, the, the rules now mean that you can do pretty much anything as opposed to antagonising, like, you know, push and shove and get in someone's face and all that kind of stuff. And you know you're not going to get any real physical mm. repercussion of any substantial yeah. amount because, thankfully, and for the right reasons, the game's got rid of them. It drives people in rugby league mad when they see a 5'8 getting in the face of a front rower, knowing that that front rower normally would be able to separate the bonts from the shoulders uh, with just mm. a, a flick of the wrist, but they can't do anything. So then all of a sudden, the 5'8 is as full of courage and, and, and the toughest man on the field. And it's not the case. They just know that they're not going to get hurt. And and you're not... You're, we're not... Uh, we're not silly enough to think that Jack Ginnivan knows he's been in the news and there's a bit of spruik around him. And then he comes out with the peroxide of hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Had to look at, I looked at my record uh, Saturday night. Well, I didn't have a record because I was at home. But uh, I had to look up number 33. I'd, I'm, I'm sure like I'm well aware of who plays for Collingwood nowadays. It was Jack Inman. I'm like, of course he has. It didn't surprise me, um, and I don't mind that part of it. To be honest, Sam, like me that, neither. Yeah, the, the element of oh, I, I'm in the, I'm in the news. I'm going to do something a bit. He doubled down. He, he's doubled down. I love that he doubled down. I, because my view is Mickey B. That if if you if he's going to be all of that, and he wants to get in people's face, that's fine. But the one person, mm. by the way, that didn't complain about what Joel Selwood may or may not have done to. Um, Jack Inovan was Jack Inovan. He knows yeah. that that's fair. If, if I'm going to antagonise one of the toughest players of his generation and, and the guy who's just breaking the captaincy record and what's supposed to be a special night for him, I know that something might happen. Um, he's not complaining. He knows. It's great yeah, theatre. No, it's great theatre. That, 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 that's, that's correct. I, I, I don't... Yeah, I condone all that. I love that. I love the, the, the peroxide stuff. People would be pretty old school and say, you know, oh, what's he doing? But the part I don't condone is, uh, yeah, manipulating the rules a little bit or, or understanding the rules well enough, um, which is probably, some might say it's clever. You know, understand the rules that he he will react in a, in a more vicious way and I'll get under his skin and I'll get a free kick here. I think it's um, not quite for mine within yeah. the spirit of what Australian rules football has been for in, 150 years in or saying however that, though, long the great games have played. In saying that, though, you and I are both very very big fans of Joel Selwood, and mm. uh, he's a Bendigo boy. Uh, and when Greg Williams says, it's very similar to what Lee Matthews said about Dustin Martin, I said to Greg Matthews, you know, would Joel Selwood be giving you a run, a run for the greatest player to ever come out of Bendigo? And he said, I'd be happy to share it with him. Uh, so that's mm. high praise <laughs> from Diesel. 
but Joel Joel has you know made a you know he was and because he's always first to the ball he knew when heat was coming and he perfected yeah. the art of just just dropping slightly at the knees to manipulate yeah, the, the, the shoulder to come up and to get the high contact and and win the free kick and that's not a criticism mm. that's just you know that to be true you played against him and and I've mm. commentated enough to, to we've all watched it and seen it so you know that he's not the only one that can manipulate a rule to to their advantage yeah yeah no exactly right and, and... From my point of view, I'm a, I'm a big believer in footy karma and footy karma for mine. Saturday night came around because Joel Salwood, as you said, 227 games as captain. Mm. Um, yeah, and along the way, when I've played against him, he is, uh, I won't say the word on, um, <laughs> on live radio. Yes. You know, PR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't spell it either, by the way. He can be a bit of a pain in the rear. On the field and, and sure. frustrate you as many as much as any because yeah um, oh, yeah just because of his competitive attitude and, but yeah. I, I have a relationship with him off the field in terms of you know mutual friends that yeah. um, know him really well that were there on the night with him and he is a humble champion someone that will always ask you how you're going and, and mm. take interest in in your life off the field but on the field I, I used to hate playing Geelong <laughs> and uh, Joel Sowell was in the top echelon of players you hated playing against mm. uh, because of the you know just uh, cutthroat competitive nature. I think Hayden Ballantyne ended up being the same way. Uh, anyway, that's oh, that's a chat for another day. <laughs> hey, well, mate, mate. We're, we're, running, we're out of time, my friend. Uh, this has been great. You came with some heroes and villains, and I've loved it. It's always good to have a chat to you, and good luck uh, against Southport this weekend for your Werribee. Good on you, Sammy. We'll see you in the, co- uh, the, the coaching box. Probably not there. Oh, hang on, is that box. an invite? <laughs> Absolutely not. You won't <laughs> shut up. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love your work, brother. See you later. All right. Thanks, thanks. Uh, Michael Barlow, great to have him on board, AFL Nation, uh, Werribee. Uh, and off the text, some people not happy with his villain nomination of Lockie Murphy. Uh, his uncle has actually texted us in, and that's coming from another assumption. Old boy, step off Barlow. He didn't play for a free kick. Apparently, Lockie Murphy had a neck injury in the preseason as well. Uh, we'll have to, might have to tell Mickey B about that one. Hey, we'll be back to wrap it up on the other side of this because the first serve uh, is not too far away. Sporting Capital. You're listening to The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEM. Some of your heroes and villains text before I bid you good night. You've been amazing. Uh, villain, all three umpires on Thursday night. The inconsistency was disgusting. Also, Luke Beveridge. Uh, that style of defensive unwatchable foot of football should, uh, should cause the club to be docked points. That's what we're talking about, playing to win. Sport is supposed to be entertaining. He made the game horrendous. Cheers, Luke, in Fulham. Sam Hero is Jacob Wiedering. Two match-saving efforts. Aaron from Stewart Hill. Great nomination, Aaron. Um... My hero was Channel 7 versus Richmond giving Matty Hill the microphone. Couldn't agree more. He has a classical 70s, 80s overtone to his commentary. was bloody marvellous. Um, that is a great nomination, Adam. I couldn't agree with you more. I called some games with Matty last year. He is one of the best people and loveliest people I've met um, in my time in sport. And it's great to see him uh, showing his wares on the big stage with BT as well. Uh, Hero, list, Richmond's list management. They have left a shell of what was a great list. They didn't have one A grader in the midfield, uh, but really only have one left on their list. It's a rubbish list now, and I love it. Thanks, Richmond list management. I think that's sarcastic from Luke. Um, oh, we're almost uh, out of time. I've got to say goodbye. Hey, thanks for all your calls and texts. Uh, greatly appreciate it. We left so many heroes and villains still on the table. Hey, well done to WA, first shield in so long. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.